And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program, where we give you powerful insights into today's news and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. I'm going to ask you not to judge me too quickly today. I know we all judge each other sometimes more than we should, but I'm about to give you some shocking information which you need to prove, information that goes far beyond what most of you have ever understood. Yet, hopefully, you will be willing to accept new truth if it is proved from your own Bible. Do you personally realize that most of the religious holidays which mainstream Christianity observe come straight out of paganism? Do you realize that God himself gave an entire series of holy days which Christ and the apostles did observe, which have been effectively trashed by mainstream Christianity? Do you know which days you should observe and why? Stay tuned. My friends, when the true Jesus Christ of the Bible comes again, he is going to instruct the entire world about God's true holy days. Notice what your own Bible clearly says. Go get your Bible. Think about the inspired Word of God and what it actually says. Check up on me, please, and prove these things. Again, I don't ask you to believe me. You don't have to believe me as another man. Believe what you read in the pages of your own Bible. Turn, if you have your Bible handy, to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14. And remember, Zechariah was one of those prophets that Christ referred to, certainly part of the inspired Word of God. Jesus said, live by every Word of God. And the only Word of God back then was what we call the Old Testament. Here it is, Zechariah chapter 14, a kind of a bridge book building right over into the New Testament when you understand it. Zechariah 14 verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. That's terrible. It's going to be another time when Jerusalem is going to be under siege in the next several years of your life. This is going to be an exciting time you're about to live in, too. The city will be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished. Half of the city will go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city." Then the Lord will go forth and fight those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Right here on this earth. I've been there. Many of you have been there. Christ is going to turn with total power to Jerusalem. Think about it. Picture the Mount of Olives and Jesus returning to that very spot. For Jerusalem will soon be the capital of this world, my friends, and countless millions will come there, not just for political or national reasons, but to worship God on His holy days. What are those days? Notice verse 9 now of this same chapter, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. Yes, it tells us back in Revelation 11:15 and other scriptures, he's going to be king of kings over the whole world, all the nations. He'll be king over the whole earth. And in that day it shall be the Lord is one and his name is one. Notice verse 16. 
and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations, I just got through saying earlier that all the nations will be fighting. The vast majority will be involved in this war against Jerusalem. It will come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king. Christ will be there, the Lord of hosts, and to keep, keep what? Christmas, to keep Easter, to keep April Fool's Day. Think about it. To keep the Feast of Tabernacles. You say, Feast of Tabernacles, that's weird. Most of you never heard of it. I know that. I grew up in a mainstream church for the first 19 years of my life, and I never heard of it, but here it is, and it's all the way through your Bible when you understand it. To keep the Feast of Tabernacles, that's what the whole world's going to do. Whichever families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, there will be no rain. If the family of Egypt will not come up and enter in, they shall have no rain. They shall receive the plague. If people won't listen, if there's no rain, then God will send a plague which the Lord strikes the nations who do not come up to keep, not not to watch the Jews keep, but themselves to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Wow! This is the wave of the future. The whole world's going to do this in a very few years, my friend, when you understand. You need to understand the difference between the pagan holidays of this world and God's true holy days that the Bible describes over and over again because it does make a big difference to God. Don't think it doesn't. It's a big thing with God. Otherwise, why would he begin to plague the nations of the earth if they did not keep the Feast of Tabernacles? It is a major thing with the great God. So please understand, his holy days are important. For your own sake, please think about that. Notice Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 here gives us an indication about Jesus Christ. He's going to come back as King of kings and Lord of lords. It says here in Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The basic laws and ways of Christ have not changed, and they do not change when you understand. Now, notice how the Apostle Paul and the church of God at Corinth kept two more of God's commanded festivals. Turn to 1 Corinthians 5, if you would, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 to get this. Your glory is not good, Paul wrote this New Testament church at Corinth. Uh, Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you are truly unleavened. Frankly, they were unleavened because they were keeping the days of unleavened bread when Paul wrote this. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. When you understand it, here is a New Testament command to keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's what he's talking about. Not with old leaven. No, you're to keep it with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Again, my friends, let's turn back to Acts chapter 12 now, where another Passover and unleavened bread observance is described in your Bible, because they were observing these things every year the New Testament church was as these days came around that God gave. 
Acts chapter 12, verse 1. At about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. He was trying to stamp out God's true church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. So James was killed, and they grabbed Peter, intending to kill him. Now, it was during the days of unleavened bread. Why does the Holy Spirit inspire Luke to say that? Because the church, not the Jews, they weren't following the Jews here. The Jews were persecuting them. The church was observing the Passover in the days of unleavened bread. So when he'd apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Now, the King James translation mistranslate this in verse 4. They translate Passover as Easter. And that's the only time in the entire Bible. It's the obvious mistranslation which the newer translators correct. They know that. The King James guys stuck it in there, I guess, to try to give some kind of validation to Easter. But it's not Easter. The Greek word is Pasha, always translated everywhere else in the Bible as Passover. And interestingly, this mistranslation in verse 4, Acts 12, verse 4, is the only time that either Christmas or Easter is referred to in the entire Bible. Christmas is never referred to. Does that tell you something? Check it out. But God's true holy days are mentioned again and again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. At this point, my friends, I invite you to send for a true, truly eye-opening booklet entitled, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. This attractive booklet will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. This booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan, really spells out biblical proof of these days and their meaning in God's great plan. So call or write today to request your copy of this vital booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. It is absolutely free, and it will open your eyes to what Jesus and the apostles and the early church of God did do and the example they set just ask for the booklet on the holy days. That's all you need. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800 Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Again, my friends, let's notice 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 5 in your Bible, beginning in verse 6, the teaching of the Apostle Paul for the New Testament church, a New Testament illustration. Your glory is not good, Paul wrote this New Testament church at Corinth. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Leaven tends to spread. Therefore, purge out the old leaven, 
He tells them, get rid of it. Leaven is a type of sin. It tends to spread unless you get rid of it and cut it out that you may be a new lump since you are truly unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, Paul writes, let us keep the feast. Keep the feast? Yes, the feast of unleavened bread always came right after the Passover, and they were obviously observing the Passover, and he tells them to keep the feast of unleavened bread in the right manner. Keep the feast, not with old leaven. No, yes, do put out the leaven nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Again, a New Testament command from God to keep His holy days. And His holy days, the God's days, have meaning. But frankly, my friends, the commercialized Christmas and Easter holidays are absolutely empty by comparison. Picture the busy Christmas season with all of its advertisements and shopping sprees. Many people all over feel duty-bound to give presents to other people, but they often give very little or nothing to Christ or His work at this time. The holidays of Christmas and Easter came straight from pagan practices originating hundreds of years before Christ came in the flesh. Couple this with the fact that the Easter bunny and Easter egg thing is all a matter of pagan symbols which were used in the heathen rites of sex and fertility in the spring. That's why you have Easter bunnies and Easter eggs. It came right out of paganism, their early sex and fertility festivals. Additionally, the Good Friday Easter tradition, which is stamped all over mainstream Christianity, directly contradicts the special sign which Jesus gave to prove that he was the Messiah. Think about that. That's awful to have something that directly contradicts the special sign that Jesus Christ gave. Notice, turn with me in your Bible. Check this up. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 39. Jesus said, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise in the judgment with this generation because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. But people today don't repent at the real preaching of Christ often. They don't follow what Christ did. They don't follow what this book says. They go according to their own tradition. So the Easter Good Friday teaching denies the very sign Jesus gave that He was our Messiah. Yet the biblical holy days of God directly picture the real plan which God is working out through humankind. Notice this abbreviated chart on your screen. We're putting up a chart that gives you an abbreviated picture of at least an overview of the meaning of the inspired biblical holy days. You'll get a more complete chart in this booklet. Note that there are seven religious festivals that God gave the number of perfection. First is Passover. And it pictures the death of Christ as our Passover lamb. That's the first thing in the plan of God. You've got to really repent and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord whom you should obey. Second comes the days of unleavened bread. They picture the need to put sin out of our lives, to grow in grace and in knowledge. Third comes Pentecost. And Pentecost pictures the need for God's Holy Spirit, and God's Spirit was poured out on that day. Fourth is trumpets in the seventh month, picturing the end times. Trumpets were an alarm of war. 
in ancient Israel and trumpets pictures the time of war and chaos just before Christ's return. Next comes the day of atonement at one met and it pictures Satan's banishment and the world finally becoming at one with God. Number six, the sixth day that God gave, sixth festival, I should say, is the Feast of Tabernacles, which lasts a week. It pictures, of course, the word dwelling in booths temporarily, looking forward to the kingdom, but it also looks forward to the big ingathering. And the Old Testament is called the Feast of Ingathering, the big harvest of souls during the millennium, when God really does set His hand to open everyone's mind. And the people in China and India and Africa and everyone will understand. Seventh, you have the great white throne judgment. And that pictures the time when billions of human beings who've been blinded, who perhaps never even heard the name of Jesus Christ, will be given a genuine chance to know the purpose of life and to accept Christ as their Lord and their Savior, their boss, whom they must obey. They'll be given a real chance, not a second chance, a genuine chance they have never had before. My friends, God has a magnificent plan This plan is pictured by his inspired holy days. These are the religious holy days we ought to be keeping for they picture the true God and the true plan which he has for us. A great plan is pictured by these holy days of Almighty God, which most of you have not ever learned about. Again, be sure to call or write immediately to request your free copy of the holy days, God's master plan. This booklet the tremendously wonderful and interesting booklet, the eye-opening booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan, will give you complete biblical proof regarding God's inspired religious festivals. And you can be a pioneer in doing what the entire world will soon be doing when Christ returns. So call now and request your free copy of The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Just ask for the booklet on The Holy Days. That's all you need. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation, if you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number, once again, is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, I know that most of you out there sincerely want to worship God in the right way. You really do, or you wouldn't be following this program. You want to do what the Bible says. You say you love Jesus and he's your Lord. Remember, Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 46, Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? If Jesus is your Lord, you must do what he says, and you must follow his example. Because as you read in 1 Peter 2.21, Christ set us an example that we should follow his steps. He set the example. And we have often been deceived 
just as I was deceived for 19 years of my life about what Christ's true teaching was, what his true example was, because he kept these holy days we're talking about. His disciples kept them. The early New Testament church kept them. So remember, we've got to do what God says. The God of the Bible tells us not to follow the traditions of men. And without realizing it, most of you, very sincere probably, you mean, well, I know that. Many of you ministers out there, you just grew up keeping these things. You take it for granted, just like I did. But the Bible says, don't follow the traditions of men. Notice what Jesus told the religious leaders of his day. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 in your Bible, beginning in verse 1. Then the scribes and Pharisees, here's some of the great religious leaders who are from Jerusalem, came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Well, the traditions of mainstream Christianity are to keep Christmas and Easter and all kinds of other things that God never describes in the Bible except indirectly as pagan practices. But why do we do those things? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. That was one of their traditions. But he answered and said, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? We must not do that, my friends. For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. God was very strong on any young person who would try to curse or put down in some awful demeaning way the parents. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me has been dedicated to the temple. They had some way of getting rid of that command, you see, but their tradition. And therefore is released from honoring his father or mother. Thus, Jesus said, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people honor, draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me. Can you worship Christ in vain? Yes. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Think about it, please, my friends. We'd end up doing the same thing if we replaced God's commanded holy days with days from paganism, which picture an entirely different concept of God, an entirely different concept of Jesus Christ, and of God's entire plan. God has a great plan He's working out. That is pictured by these holy days, as I've shown you. This booklet tells you that, shows you that, explains that very clearly. Notice what the mind of God and this book, the inspired Bible, reveals God's mind, the way God thinks. And these principles, this one principle out of the Old Testament, is not done away. This reveals what God thinks today very definitely, as you'll see. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 29. Jesus told our ancestors way back here, He says, When the Lord your God cuts off from you the nations which you go to dispossess and you displace them and dwell in their land, ancient Israel, take heed to yourself that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you and that you do not inquire after their gods. Now, why would we want to inquire what the pagans did and put all kinds of paganism into so-called Christianity? Think about that. Don't inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? I will also do likewise. 
You shall not worship the eternal your God in that way. For every abomination which the eternal hates, they have done to their gods. They burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Wow. You're not to take away from what God tells you to do and you're not to add to it. So why does mainstream Christianity do away with the holy days that Christ taught, that Christ kept, the apostles kept, and then add an entirely different set of holidays that have a wrong meaning? Do not invent your own religion. God is telling us we're not supposed to do that, please. I love you, I want to help you, but we can't help you by telling you wrong things. We've got to do what God tells us, and God is very insistent about that. Turn to Zechariah chapter 14 again. Zechariah 14, remember how important this is to God. Zechariah 14, as you remember in verse 3, says Christ comes back and in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. In verse 9, the Lord shall be king over all the earth. Christ is coming back here. He's going to stay here for a thousand years, not up in heaven. And what will the Christ of the Bible do when he comes back here? It shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. All these nations, the whole world, will be observing these holy days of God. This is the real wave of the future. God help you to understand, my friends, and obey your Creator and His inspired Word. You really need to do that. If you're really surrendered to God, you will want to give your life to God. You will want to let Jesus Christ live His life in you. As I've often quoted Galatians 2.20, the Apostle Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live with the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ is to live the same kind of life all over in you and me through the Holy Spirit. We're not to come up with some other ideas of our own, say we love you, but we're going to worship you the way we want. No, we're not to add to or take from what God tells us in the Bible. We're to live by every word of God. Jesus said, Luke 4, verse 4. Again, my friends, be sure to call or write immediately to request this powerful booklet. Very, very important booklet sent to you absolutely free upon your request entitled, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Just ask for the booklet on the Holy Days. That's all you need. And tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. See you right here next week. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered 
or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.